you guys hear me? All right. Yes, Sharon, uh, we can. Yeah. Okay, uh, guys, the show started. Uh, so, right, this is episode 10, and uh, with me, I have three amazing people who have a lot, who have pretty good knowledge in theater and all of that. <laughs> so, let me introduce you, Amun. Hello. And Rohan. Hey. And Sharon. Hello. Okay, uh, so just uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Let's just start from there. Rahan, go for it. Oh, well, I, I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, hi, I'm Rohan. Uh, I don't really know what to say. Uh, so I think I'll just start with my theater experience. Uh, I've done one show in Rangashankara, uh, another show in Alliance Francaise. And I've done, well, I've done a couple of shows, not as an actor, but more of an assistant director and acting coach for two shows. Two shows or three shows? Uh, three shows. Three, three shows. shows. All right. And I acted in another production in college. That's pretty much as far as my theater knowledge goes. He's underselling himself, but okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, the next person, Heron, go for it. Annie, Annie. Okay, I'll go for it. Hey, I'm Anmol. Uh, my experiences have been very similar to Rohan's because they've worked together in uh, pretty much a lot of the shows he just mentioned. Uh, I've done a bit of acting, a bit of directing, lots of makeup, and lots of costume design. Shiran, go for it. Okay, uh, give me uh, one second. Yeah. Uh, hello. So, hi, I'm Shiran Sarabo, and um, we, the three of us, study in Christ. Okay, we're third years. We're hopefully graduating. But uh, yeah, so. Um, most of my theater experience uh, is almost the same as uh, both Anmol and Rohan. And I think I know, like, other than other um, other connections, uh, Rohan, Anmol, and I know each other through theater. Uh, Anmol and I were in the same theater team in, for the first two years of college. And then... Uh, we took that team forward and uh, the three of us go around the team, subtract Pigeon. Woo -woo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did, I haven't done a lot of acting in college. I've done a lot of production and managing a team and like managing theater, a lot of backstage work, a lot of props. So, yeah. Okay, uh, so as far as my theater experience is concerned, uh, I've done two plays uh, so far in college. Both have been like law school productions. So yeah, we do Shakespeare production every year. Uh, I think you all know. And yeah, uh, this time uh, I worked with Anmol actually. Uh, so that's how I know her. And uh, yeah, okay, let's uh, start with the... So I have a question for all of you all. So, so uh, according to me, I think there is a really huge huge number which is uh, plummeting from the 
you know from the interest which uh, which which is there people regarding theater and all of that so what do you guys think about that is it really plummeting or is that uh, statement wrong well i think there's a couple of ways to look at it because uh, i know for a fact that i think recently what state was it i think it was kerala or some state i'm not sure uh they've put they put in uh, a certain amount of funds to be like towards their arts they've been allocated towards their art especially in to theater so i think that was a good step in terms of um like a whole country per se in encouraging the arts but um i think the arts flourish where theater per se flourishes in like these small pockets and like these pockets have been alive for a really long time and i think that as long as like all of us are always there trying new things out there's always going to be you know that interest will still be alive like there's peaks and like falls for all of it but i think it's still good it's a process yeah agreed i don't um i don't know uh how much of the how much of you know the global population actually uh puts into theater but theater has always been something that it's it's always been something that's been for you know the smallest group of people you know like if you even if you look at it like if you go uh, all the way to the theater scene in new york you know you have broadway then you have off broadway then you have way off broadway shows and stuff like that it's always always in these like little niche pockets of society where people mm. gather together it's never really been uh, a very mainstream thing unless you actually put something up on broadway or in bangalore say rangashankara nobody really like it, it's never really been given that much importance in life but i don't think it the, the number of people involved in the theater scene has plummeted but uh it's it's never really been no the it's never been the thing but theater is it's always going to be around because you know it dates back to like prehistoric times from when um you know early man used to go out on crusades and come back and retell stories through song and dance and action and theater in general like it it's it it's something that's always going to be part of I think if you're looking at like theater and in terms of audience I think it's also because uh, suddenly there has been a sort of uh, people are experimenting more I think with theater and there's the sort of commercialization with improv and all of that so I guess you are you you're looking at a fewer shows being put up which is uh, essentially what we would look is we would look at as like pure theater as such you know people are experimenting with the art form so sure. i yeah. think uh, the audience is sort of there now because uh, early theater used to be a very it used to be considered high art yeah it's it's not yeah. for it's not for everybody and it wasn't available to everybody either yeah so, agreed uh, but 
you know, what I'm trying to say is that the interest, you know, people show towards all of these uh, theater arts and performing arts in general, that is really decreasing because you uh, say, um, say you can tell, can tell people that you are a cinema actor or you work in the cinema industry but when it comes to the theater when you say when you tell it to people that you are working in the theater industry and you are a part of the theater industry i think that's not really that much taken into consideration if if and only if as rohan mentioned if it's like big big and massive productions like uh, the broadway or something like uh, rangashankara in india i think only those are valued so um, like i i understand where you're coming from i get what you're trying to say but i don't think that's the case because um i think theater has always had like a certain amount of respect for it and with uh there's like multiple aspects to it like for example, I think one way to look at it is if the audience has plummeted, it is. Uh, we can also look at it from the point of view of censorship because uh, in a certain way in the past few years, censorship has increased. So like the amount of content that's being put out through theater artists would have, would have either decreased a lot or increased. Okay, so that's one way we can look at it. Another way, and like it could the increase and decrease could like uh, draw or attract their audiences however they want to. Another way to look at it is that a lot of uh, mainstream actors are also going back to theater. For example, I think uh, Kalki Kochlin is doing a lot of theater. I know somebody else also, but like, I can't remember. No, that, you're not wrong there. Like a lot of, a lot of yeah. mainstream uh, film actors do indulge in the theater. Like. Uh, if you look at it, if you look at a lot of British actors, like a, yeah. a lot of British film actors, a lot of them are into uh, the theatre scene because you see that uh, there are quite a few shows that they put up national theatre. Maybe Cumberbatch is one name that really comes to mind. Uh, and even even in the states, like uh, I was going through this script the other day with uh, a friend of mine, and uh, we 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 just went through the the script. And bef like before the preface of the script, it mentioned uh, the the actors that were used in the putting up of the of this production in national theater. Sorry, not in national theater, but in uh, a theater space in the UK and in the US. And a lot of them are actually pretty pretty recognizable names. Uh, I can't I can't really uh, think of the names right now. I can't recall them right now. But uh, yeah, no. Some of these actors acted in some pretty famous movies. Like, uh, wait, give me a second. Yeah, I understand what uh, you're saying. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch has done a lot of plays, and uh, Tom Hiddleston's done a uh, Broadway, I think. Yeah, you have Daniel Radcliffe and a bunch of others. Theater yeah, is yeah. constant for them. Right? Yeah. Uh, you also have to. Uh, take into account the fact that a lot of these people have actually made it through the ranks from theatre itself, so they had to keep True. themselves grounded in their roots. Yes, that and an additional point is like when we look at uh, audiences plummeting, we look uh, like what I've realized in Christ is that when we consider or like when we form opinion, like 
when we look at things like this it's a very narrow and niche category because it's usually uh, restricted to the population we have in christ but for example i know for a fact that uh, back in bangalore i know that annie's community does like a lot of theater work and for example uh, like the mangalorean catholic community also does a lot of theater work like they have large scale dramas put up like it may not be theater theater yeah, but we have these fests right yeah we have these fests and it's also a form of theater and like they stick to the usual um, what combination of morality and comedy and like you can see the whole like the whole like general generic theater formula that takes place so that's there and these people like like they attract huge audiences yeah we have yakshagana and all of that stuff right yeah so they have sold out shows and things like that so i don't think theaters like the audiences are plummeting or they're reducing plus yeah, uh, plus also I in think... addition to that we also have courses like man tb has like so many students and like the performing arts courses are also getting that amount of traction so if people are willing to put themselves into the course they'll be people are also be like are also willing to watch these shows yeah i see where you're coming from there but again you have to you have to look at that most of the people that come in to watch these shows are people that already have an interest in the theater you know you barely see people being dragged into into a theater because you know they came because they wanted to watch their friend or something it's it, you, you never see someone come in because like they just wanted to randomly walk into a theater it's generally generally because they have a prerequisite to either come watch the show because they've got a friend uh, acting in the sh- in the production or they've got a friend doing something in the production or they've got a ge- uh, uh, a genuine interest in the theater but it's rarely ever that you see shows bringing in a crowd that don't normally want to appreciate the theater yeah that's a that's a really valid point which you brought up rohan i think yeah uh, yeah most of the people uh, as comfortable as they walk into a cinema hall i don't think that's the that's the same for the theater as well because as you just told us i think only if you have a prerequisite motive to be there you'll be there whilst you want but uh, seeing looking at how theater evolved in india it it was started from way back in the 5 in 2000 bc where there are a lot of sanskrit you know uh, sanskrit uh, scripts which were which were used uh, as form of uh, natya shastra and Sorry, yeah so yeah. from there i think we have evolved from there until a point that during the indian independence struggle and all of that there were there was a use of lot of performing arts to you know convey a certain message convey a nationalist idea to the people and get all the people together i think that's a that's like a uniting factor of theater in in general because it brings people together and even kalidasa says that drama is the only way of pleasing people with different tastes so i think it's really it's a really uniting factor it is it's it you, sometimes you can go watch a show that you know doesn't is in a particular language that you don't understand and 
and still know what the essence of the show is. Uh, yeah. I think recently some of us even watched a, a silent show that is purely music. It, I think it's simply because you know it doesn't really have a particular kind of language. It is uh, an emotional connection, you know. Yeah, agree. Agree too. Like, um, I think uniting factor. This is like this is be very personal for me because, um, like, like. i said before uh, like anmol like anmol rohan and i have been like co running this theater team and we've put up at least five shows together yes oh yeah so at least five shows together and uh, the three of us although we managed to converge at some points we come from bad, like three different points of views and like we have very different we are different people but like we have somehow managed to like we have found those uniting factors through theater okay and yeah and this is also like work like helped us work together in a way i guess in terms of our styles in terms of our interests in terms of how we would like to portray a certain element out there to other people yeah and so, i think yeah. uh I think the the first play that we put up this year also uh, none of us knew the language. We put up a play that was written in Urdu, yeah. and it it was a real struggle in the beginning because me, Sharon, Rohan, none of us speak the language. So But it was it was the essence of it. Yeah. See, so uh, one thing that I worked on with as uh, the acting coach when I first came in to help with the, the team was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't speak the language. The actors didn't speak the language. Literally, it was only our uh, scriptwriters that sort of understood the language. And I told them, like, the first thing I told the, the the actors was, you know, just forget about the fact that you don't know the language. Just try and think about what you're trying to convey through emotion. <coughs> That's really what plays a big part in theater. You know, conveying emotion, getting that. projecting that emotion out into the audience because you need to make sure your audience leaves with feeling some impact it's yeah. not so much about the message you're conveying so as it is about how you're conveying it yeah true that's a yeah. very valid point so um, how how important do you guys think that like how important is it is is for a person who is doing theater to be committed in their art Oh dear lord very oh. oh my okay. god i cannot i cannot stress, stress how important it is to be committed to anything that you do forget forget the fact that it's an art anything that you do you have to go in there thinking that you you're doing this with 100% of an effort because if you don't then you're just going to come up short and you're not going to be satisfied with the work that you put in True. And plus, theater uh, is a group thing, right? You have a lot yeah. of people putting in a lot of effort. So if you are not committed enough, you are, you know, you're bound to sort of, uh, you're going to put everyone's effort. Uh, yeah, everyone's going to be in yeah. trouble, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> no, honest to God, like my third year has been very productive in the fact that it's helped me form a work ethic. and it's mostly because of the two of these guys cuz um 
i um how do i say this i am a very lazy smart worker okay and i have learned like theater has taught me to uh somehow like put more of my commitment into my work and put more of my effort into doing my work okay because like i like after a point of slacking or whatever you do in your head after a point every time you come to your theater practices or something like that you have to get shit done man like you have to get so much work done and if you don't at the end of the day you're going to look at like an end product on the stage and you're going to feel bad and you're going to look at your team's faces and you're going to be like damn it i could have done better like there was so much like there are as it's it's a constant feedback process basically i think and that's important i think i think this feedback yeah, process has shown me how much commitment how much more commitment i need to put or how much more effort i need to put into what i'm doing so yeah like like uh, we tell our kids i guess like you know when you say kids we mean the people in our team we call we them our kids we don't have any biological kids of our own <laughs> yes yeah we don't we do not they they just are kids we're very uh, emotionally yeah, attached to them to, to build off of what sharon said like so feedback the, the constant feedback that we get especially because in our group we've encouraged uh we've encouraged honesty and we've encouraged the fact that you know if we if we mess up call us out on our bullshit because you know you, you better be sure that we will call you out on your bullshit uh that's that's one thing because we we strive to like push each other to do our best it's not yeah. for not because we we wa- we wanted any material gain out of it it was mostly because uh you know we we want to put up something that we're all proud of and uh i think the other day we were having a conversation on on molenai about how uh if we if we didn't have a particular deadline if we had if we had a reasonable deadline uh we would like i i mean i i did i didn't want a deadline at all because i believe that you should work on something till it's perfect and then decide to put it up somewhere uh the the constant need for feedback is very important because then you realize how much progress you're actually making and True. that's really important because if you're not making any progress you you're just sitting there doing nothing it's like you, it's like you're in a canoe with one paddle and you're rowing yourself in circles it's just it doesn't get you anywhere and then drives you insane true and i think the last thing yeah. about commitment is that see not uh, when we started up the team not all of us uh, in the team are very very skilled with the things that we wanted to learn but the thing is if you're not committed you can't develop your skills skills can be developed skills can be learned you can learn it yeah. from each other yeah you can learn it from each other you can learn it off of other people you can watch and learn but if there's no commitment and if you don't watch enough don't turn up enough don't turn up on time then you won't be able to develop these things so commitment is the foundation for any sort of art form yeah i think adding on to what you just said i think even yeah. when you show up and do the work you've given or do your part of the duty in the whole thing i think that's when you get to learn something and you you know build build on the bigger picture of it 
True. Additionally, yeah. I have two things to say. Actually, uh, number one was uh, as you said, like turning up. So uh, there were days, like there are going to be days, man, when you take up theater or you take up one of the performing arts. There are going to be days when you do not want to turn up, and like I'm, too many. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> had too many of those days. Okay. <laughs> But uh, it's important to know, like it's important to turn up. That's the hard part. Like turning up is the hard part. And um, like so, one of our like one of our team members. Okay, he uh, there was this one point where he used to just be like, "Yo, listen, why am I turning up if you guys aren't giving me a job to do, or you just want me to sit there?" But the point is, you don't always have to learn by doing something. Okay, so like when you turn up at a theater event, for example, especially in theater, you are learning from so many different places. Okay, that you don't realize it. Uh, that's one point. Another point is in terms of commitment. That is a huge mental and physical commitment that you have to put into this. Wait. Hello, are you guys? Can you yeah, guys yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're on. Okay, yeah, thank you. Sorry, you thought you guys went away. Yeah, so anyway, mental and physical commitment because, like, because for, I do not say this in a negative sense, but an art form is draining. Like, you put in so much energy or like so much of yourself and so much energy into this that you have to keep working on rejuvenating yourself. Okay. And there are going yeah. to be days where it's going to be hard and it's going to take so much out of you just to turn up for one of those rehearsals or one of those practices. But that's the key. Like turning up is the key. Yeah, just be there. Yeah, you stick to it and do it. Yeah. So you just yeah. have to get there and from there you will you will go on. And like that is your leap of faith. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you all another question. So how? So saying, uh, I do a lot of acting, and I've done. I've acted in both the plays that I've done in college. So how necessary is it for an actor, you know, to be to be nervous or to have the sense of uh, stage fright? Is it necessary, or how to, you know, uh, whenever you're stepping on stage for the first time, like how do you calm yourself down? How do you compose yourself because i i had a, a bunch of seniors who really helped me do that and they were like just be the character you don't have to worry about anything else you are there you are in that scenario you are acting as say i we had macbeth this time so i was banco so yeah. they were telling you are banco in that scenario so be there be banco and forget yourself I think uh, Rohan should take this yeah, from the actor's point that. of view. I have a very yes. different point of view about um, this. Honest. Same. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, the two characters that I've played were, they're pretty, pretty similar the way that I portrayed them. But, uh, here's the thing, when you're an actor, you're supposed to lose you're supposed to lose what makes okay so let's say Rohan for example like I'm playing a character I'm supposed to strip myself of everything Rohan and I'm supposed to build a new from what I think the character is uh, if as 
Stanislavski as it sounds, you've got to build that background for the character. You've got to know what the character has done from birth to the present moment. And everything that goes on in the show, you've got to make sure that, you know, the character is fully aware of everything, that you are fully aware of everything the character is experiencing. Uh, it's very important to be prepared. And that's why I felt a lot more confident in the first show that I did because it took us six months of preparation time to actually put that show up at Rangashankara. Uh, and it came out really well because the second I stepped on the stage, I didn't know who Rohan was. I only knew who Sam was. Uh, and then you step off stage. Like, you, you, you can't break character. That's, I cannot stress how important that is. You cannot break character because the second you break character, you you lose that flow of of what you were experiencing, and suddenly all your memories as as an actor comes comes through your head, and that's when you leave yourself vulnerable to insecurities and anxieties. But uh, okay, wait, I was I was actually present for a speech by a keynote speaker, I can't remember his name, Dr. Somya or something. Uh, he came for uh, Aesthetica, this one-day national conference that we have as the Department of Performing Arts, Theatre Studies and Music. Uh, this was in the first, in my second year, so the first year of Aesthetica. And he actually spoke about the whole uh, spatial-temporal relationship between the actor and the character that they portray. Because you know you, you need to lose you need to lose the you need to lose your identity as a person to build the character that you that you're trying to portray. And once you know who that character is, once you're so sure of who that character is, then I I don't see any reason as to why you would be afraid to go up on stage and portray that character. Because like like I see. To a lot of people, you know, only you know who you really are. So, I mean, the same thing applies to your character. Only you know who your character is. Yeah, agree. But I have one issue with her. Like, I, uh, I didn't know how to build a character for the, you know, for the person I'm portraying. Because when I played Banco this time, I, my director used to tell uh, this write write your history write write whatever's done write whatever's happened but i didn't know what to write you know should i look up or should i read up on the character or should i make it up myself so i do that or how should it go hello hello yeah um, on there there yeah. are multiple yeah. ways of going oh. about this. Uh, from a Stanislavski point of view, it's important that you understand, you, you build it on your own. But uh, in general, if you've got a stock character like Banco, I, I'd suggest you read up about the character and wherever you don't, like wherever uh, your resources are unable to fill in things for for you like uh, emotions of the character that is for particular the scenes and emotions that they would have experienced from previous uh, experiences i think that's where the actor comes in and you know 
that's when you given your input for what you want out of the character yeah that's a that's a pretty valid point see uh, i think another another thing that we used to stress for our own kids uh, uh, shiran and i was uh, see when you had the shakespearean play you already had uh, but the character so you have you know you have your resources a lot of the times the characters that we were working with were original characters and uh, hence we sort of gave that liberty to the actors uh, to come up with the with the life story or whatever they can about the particular character like we'd give them a brief description and then you know let them run with it i think it makes them more comfortable to sort of uh, uh, come up with their own ideas i think shiran i mean okay yeah so uh, i think that's very important but what's also important is so basically there's uh, i this is how i've looked at it so far is that like your scriptwriter and your director have an idea or a basic understanding of what they want their character to be okay and they will try their best to portray to you what they want their character to be and they will help you through it okay so i think as an actor you need to um, like do your research on your character build your character okay and also make sure that your vision of the character matches the director's vision of the character and that's very important like, yeah there's a constant feedback right is yeah, this a constant feedback like there's always going to be like misunderstandings uh, but i think in that case in building a character like communication between the actor and the director is really important and i say director because at the end of the day even though the scriptwriter has written the character it is the director's vision that's out there into the world so ரூட்டீன் but another thing i have seen that helps is that our, as a team we used to always have a pep talk and like i know that all of our like most teams have a pep talk and that really helps especially in yeah, a moment of encouragement where, yeah it's a moment of encouragement it's a moment of feeling like you're part of something bigger than yourself um it's also it it's also that little bit of a push you need to go out there and do your best and i think it's important to stay as calm as possible and know that at that point you have done your best like no matter what you have done how much you could have done in that situation and you're going to go out there and do your best and i think that should be a driving force yeah so uh, one last thing before we move on to the next sec- next question or something so is it okay yeah. to be scared no Yes, of course. Yes. I mean, all oh of us are scared. Absolutely. I can't tell you the number of, like, before every show, I was pretty much feeling sick. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's what drives you, actually, to go out and put on a good show. Because you know that, you know that you got this, man. Like, you, you've worked so hard for however long that you've been working for this. and then you realize you know 
I'm about to go up on stage and the only thing I can do is the best that I know how to do. I just take all the information that I've ta- I've gotten over all this rehearsal time and you know you just, you just remind yourself why you're doing this. You're not doing this for material gain or for anything. It's just it you do this because you know you enjoy doing this. You you enjoy being an actor. You enjoy portraying a character out on stage and there's no reason other than the fact that you've enjoyed doing this for for you to have stuck with it for so long and i i, I think being scared is completely valid it's completely all right but that's 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 a driving force for you to like go out there and put on a good show yeah, yeah and and uh, and i think it's it's also important for us to learn to sort of compartmentalize that fear because uh when it comes to production like sharan and i know the it doesn't end until the show is over and we've packed up everything including everything that's been on stage so the detail like detail to detail everything matters everything needs to go on stage on time so we're constantly scared sometimes we can't see things in the dark sharan knows we panicked want to panic but uh I mean I think it also comes from experience like the more shows you do the more you know that you're going to be scared but you're still going to get it done anyway and uh, the experience I think counts you will, you will you will learn how to compartmentalize your fear and sort of go at it sure yeah I think yeah. like I think Annie spoke for me compartmentalize your fear and use it just use your fear okay and it will work like eventually you get into a state of flow and it will work you will know when to do what so practice is important and the fear will drive you That's yeah the fear will drive you that way we will check in double check triple check hmm. for things <laughs> and get it right eventually yeah yeah someday yeah okay uh, so as i brought out the point that you know how plays were used uh, back in the day for like a nationalist idea you know to portray a general idea for the people and get people together so what so i think this is a hypothetical situation uh, so what would you think would happen if uh, theater or say cinema is uh, you know politicized or there's a you know touch of political idea that that joins in or intervenes in theater because theater or cinema is like is like a form of expression i i'd say it it should be left free and um, even censorship not that i think at some point of time it it would dilute what the director what the what the script is trying to say no I think theater has always all all art forms have always sort of been political because uh if we, if we're looking at politics only in terms of themes or concepts it's a different thing but uh, who came to watch that you know who had access to these art forms who there's there's always been politics involved you know and uh I don't really think it dilutes it I think in a certain form yes it can be dangerous if it comes to controlling if if you look at media or if if a particular party or a, pol- a political party sort of controls and censors in a love zone only certain types again if we talk about propaganda yeah it can be dangerous 
but i i think there's always going to be politics involved you know it, like we said it's the director's vision so if the director sort of believes in something then you're bound to look at it in the way that the director has put it for you so i think taking out politics is going to be a little hard in theater no yeah that's a reality thing rohan yeah uh so i agree with anmol completely about how you know art's always been involved with politics because you know if if you want to study the history of anything you, you just have to look at the art honestly you look at the artist the artistic movement going on and you know what they're talking about because everything everything that's related to art is inspired by what's going on around them and whatever's going on is inspired by whatever's happening either politically or socially or you know it it's just a way of expressing humanity uh that's i think that's why it's, it falls under the humanities to be honest uh <laughs> but if you like you you can't remove uh politics from art it's it's they they're intertwined they they're like two two parts of a whole uh now when like so we've actually had this conversation in my history of western music class in college we talked about nationalism and then we seen how when nationalism when led to fanaticism can you know be horrific especially with a lot of things that go on in you know society today and like it, it's always going to be around you can't you can't do anything about it because there's always going to be fanatics around and uh you know if, if you use theater right if you use any art form right you 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 form a sense of community and that that sense of self it's it's done wonders man there there were times there was a this one piece by Stravinsky that you know it it caused a riot because the society considered it backwards i mean how insane is that a song that's considered backwards by society is what caused a riot it, you that's 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 just the beauty of human nature you know like once everyone or once enough people put their mind to something you know the you can pretty much do anything you you want uh and i think that you know art and theater they 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 play a huge influence on all of this stuff you know it's it's hard to it's hard to like it's hard to say you know how how art could you know possibly rub on certain people the wrong way just because they interpreted it the wrong way or you know thing you don't even realize what people consider important to themselves and what they consider like you could spend an entire movie explaining how 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 and you know there'll still be that one person in the audience who's like oh that's, that's not what they were trying to explain at all they they're trying to say 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 not 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 man yeah Yeah, there's always uh, that's one. there. Yeah, yeah. Interpretations always there, and see, you you can't pretty much remove politics, uh, politics from your daily life. And since art tends to imitate life, there is it is very hard for us to sort of 
remove politics from any sort of art form plus uh, i think you'll find art on both side if you're looking at it as a political thing you have propaganda based art and you also have uh, people who are against uh, a particular idea who are also using art to express the same does that make sense yeah yeah that sums up my question you know okay uh, so i think it's time to wrap up so if you guys have anything to say about theater you have 30 seconds so yeah each of you get 30 seconds so yeah anmol let's start from you uh if and if anyone's listening and wants to uh try and get into theater you should because uh it's helped me keep up it's helped me keep up a routine it's helped me learn more about myself uh, the more you work you sort of set up a routine you learn what you like what you don't like and you also make great friends and sometimes have kids uh so that's great rohan yeah uh once see like almost said it all uh theater will really help you in your life in general you know but it it doesn't just stop at theater as an artist like i i'd like to think that i'm an art, artist uh as an artist having any form of art in your life will actually you know change it for the better it will keep you it, it can keep you happy it can keep you in a routine that will actually keep you disciplined in life and you know it it really really helps like i can't even stress how important theater and music have been in my life because they turn my life around man like i was about to go in and do some engineering stuff but i was like no nah, man i want to do music and then from music i came and met a bunch of theater enthusiasts and they brought they kind of got me into the theater space and that's really helped me figure out a lot of things in my life you know be it political or like uh social or you know personal it really helped me man so like go out and explore the art Yeah, it gives a new perspective altogether. Okay, yeah, Sharon. Sharon. Where is she? Oh, hello, hello. Yeah, hello. You have thirty seconds to sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, theater is one of those things that I've done, which has driven me insane, but has kept me sane at same. the same time. Okay, and I think. um to anybody who's listening who wants to pursue the arts i think you should and i think you should take it one step at a time baby steps will go a long way just stick with it make sure you're committed and make sure you're putting in effort because in the end it will save you and you'll save somebody else in the process and the process is what is important yeah and at the end of the day at the end of the day it's all about putting up a good show and putting up a good show is important to you so yeah. that's uh, really well said so for me i think theater is a form of is a way to you know lose yourself from all of this from all of what's happening in my life in my personal life and i step on stage become another character be there for like two hour, two hours or something and just live there forget all of this then it's like a form of getaway you know yeah man like this stage i think has been like since 11th grade has been like this different space for me it's a whole different space to lose yourself in and i think that's important like 
making sure you have that space for yourself yeah you step in you don't realize how much time you yeah. spend on this and i think these are these are uh, spent the time that i spent with subtraction in these guys you know those are the only only times that you don't realize how much time has passed and it does it doesn't feel like you're procrastinating or you know it feels like there's yes. a sense of purpose even if even yeah. if we're just there and just sitting and talking uh, even after rehearsal it doesn't feel like we're wasting our time because it sort of then adds into our perspectives and how we see the art form or how we see each other so it, you know yeah, anything I, and everything around it sort of helps the time that we spend before rehearsal time we spend after rehearsal yeah. during all of it counts i think i really appreciate what kishan said cuz like theater adds like this whole other perspective to you like like once you do theater you're not only looking at it in terms of somebody who's producing content you're also looking at it in terms of a director or looking at it in terms of an audience so like when you're doing theater you're just standing there and you have so many different perspectives being life skills <laughs> life skill that you like that you really important yeah i think one more last point which i would like to add on like as you got uh, life skills and all i think theater it uh, it it helps us develop a sense of you know being there like having sense of presence presence of mind true very true it does it does man man the number of times all the times i have forgotten to put props on stage has taught me how to be present <laughs> this moment believe me i think it also adds to the actors i mean a bunch of times if if one person forgets the line they have to be present yeah. and sort of improvise and yeah. i think that has uh, that has helped us uh, lie better in our own life oh my god uh i've actually had experience where someone's forgotten their cue and it it was uh it was a little upsetting you know but in the moment you you don't you don't know what to do so you've got to say something to fill the gap because you can't you can't lose your audience even for a second the second you lose your audience's attention you you're dead man your 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 production has been pretty much a waste unless you can bring that back because it's a lot harder to do than you think and uh yeah having that sense of presence is really important because like it, only if you like you only realize how important it is when things go wrong because till then you you don't appreciate like how important uh, you don't appreciate the fact that everything's going smoothly but once something goes wrong you're like oh shit man now i wish everything was going smoothly now now it doesn't now it doesn't feel so boring that everything went smoothly that's there and you sort of learn to use this presence in two years into your daily life also so there's there's that yeah. last point okay yeah i have one last question before we end so i've heard a lot of people say like it's like a two sided coin thing one like i've heard a, one group of people tell that you have to spoon feed your audience with information like they come in fresh and you have to spoon feed them and they essentially say that the audience are dumb like that uh, that perspective or something 
so the other perspective is the audience are really really they know everything and they are well versed you just have to go there and perform your thing so which is true according to you you are so they're both so that so actually there are two schools yeah. of thought to look at it okay it it uh, applies to film media also i think uh, frankfurt uh, and birmingham i'm not very sure so you know so one of the one of the schools of thought uh, looks at the audience as passive uh, people who sort of consume yeah. con- content and then the other looks at people as a feedback loop as in they will tell you what they like and you learn from yeah. that uh when it comes to theater i think it's uh it de- you should know your audience if you're putting up a show uh so certain places there are certain things you'll have to spoon feed and certain things you don't but you shouldn't spoon feed everything because then there's then there's no point of no point. uh doing theater right in my i might as well just tell you the thing yeah right you shouldn't underestimate your audience like they know things sometimes you know they will surprise you so you have to leave that element for them to be able to interpret and tell you things like rohan said earlier about the uh cinema they are bound to interpret different things but that is that is i think uh, one of the aspects of art that people are going to interpret it in a way they want to uh, that doesn't mean you know you sh- you should uh, not uh, what is that not give them space you if you overspoon feed it sort of then becomes a very uh, one sided thing that i'm telling you when you have to listen to this and i don't think any of us like that sort of authority from our art form or people in our life Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, so to add to this conversation, uh I'd just like to say that you know, uh I actually agree with both schools of thought because there and like like Anmol said that you you should spoon feed your audience to an extent, but uh only to the extent where you know it doesn't feel like um uh, they re- it's it's it shouldn't be like they realize that you're spoon feeding things to them you know uh you should be able to it, it's it's sort of like how the concept of inception works you know you implant the thought in their head so they think that they thought of it themselves uh that's very that's a, that's a really interesting yeah, you idea yeah sure you need to make sure that your audience doesn't feel like you're being condescending and putting them down and you they, they need to feel like they're welcomed into the theater space they need to feel the experience because after all that's what you're giving them an experience and that's very important because you know you shouldn't you shouldn't like hide anything from them it's it's sort of it's it's a relationship that you have with the audience uh you, you should be open and honest but you know not so much where you it seems like you're telling them how they should think it's that's yeah, how yeah. any form of art is it's always open to interpretation and you know th- i think that's also an important reason as to why a lot of people take feedback after their shows because you know it's not it's not just because they want to hear oh my god you guys are such a great job i love that show or you know this is where you could have I, uh, this is where you could have done things better or this is where you know things could have gone much worse they actually just want to hear the different opinions that people have because you know it's art at the end of the day and you know because it's open to interpretation you want to hear the different perspectives that you get from the script that you have one perspective of because you know you as a theater group have brought in your own perspectives 
to give out a collective uh, show and that collective show will have multiple perspectives uh from the the rangashankara show that i did uh we handed out uh these small business card sized uh a little things to the audience members it, it it mentioned that you know there's so much that goes on in this play that uh your experience of the play from based on where you sit is going to be personal to you because uh because that play had so much going on it depended on where you were sitting to know what part of the story you were actually consuming and i think that's very important for any production because you know it you don't need to necessarily have a lot going on on stage you you just need to be able to put a show up there uh you need to tell them a story without telling them the full story you know you you tell them enough so they can assume what happens next yeah they get themselves in and join in the experience yeah i think uh, i think i'm bold and like rohan wrapped it up mostly but i think i have a few things to say in terms of technicalities uh my first thing in this uh, con- like in this topic is uh, concentrate on your audience so number one is know your audience know who you're putting it up for okay for example in christ okay i'm just going to be very brutal about this in christ your audience is pretty dumb okay you have to spoon feed them because there are certain concepts because there are so many people coming from so many different walks of life and all of their thoughts are kind of converged into one sort of like this broad understanding so yeah. when you put up plays which match that broad understanding it kind of works in most cases it works and that is why like trying out experimental theater in christ isn't usually successful okay but when you go out in the public i think it is okay for you to expand on your techniques and expand on what on the things you want to do okay because at the end of the day whatever you put up is going to be a personal experience for your audience okay yeah and i think that personal experience is really important and i think that personal experience enhances your art too and your technique and your process too yeah that pretty yeah. much sums up the whole conversation yeah So before yeah. we leave I have one more thing. So what's the last song you guys listen to? What's the last song? Last the last song. song. Yeah, you guys listen to. I heard this song called uh, it's a very old song but I heard Istanbul not Constantinople. You'll heard of it. It's a 1990 song. Uh what? I'll check it out. <clears throat> it's called Istanbul and in the brackets okay. not constantinople oh nice it's by the <laughs> band called they might be giants 1990 song yeah uh, it's a very old song i think the okay i have two songs i listen to one song was it's called uh, fake empire by the national okay and another one is just this really trashy song called <laughs> like that by jack and jack <laughs> 
I have I have no uh, I have no boundaries. It's uh, it's too extreme. Okay, my last song was uh, a Hindi song called "Nahi Pata" by Divine. I don't think I'm not sure if you guys know about that. No, I I haven't heard the song, but I know who Divine is. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, you should yeah. check Rohan. out Divine. I think he has really good stuff. True, we shall, we shall. Rohan, I I, I swear I'm not. I'm not plugging my friends here, guys. But the last song I actually listened to was "Nowhere" by Tintin. <laughs> oh man, it's a good Dream the Nowhere EP, guys. Dream the Nowhere EP. <laughs> yes, man. I think I also listened to the Skechers song. Oh, Sorry, guys. Oh, I have oh, my God. Music <laughs> I've, I've just been disappointed Dude. again. <laughs> guys, yeah, guys, so. Nowhere is literally my quarantine mode right now. I cannot. <laughs> it is. It literally says, "Where am I going? Nowhere." I'm just like, "Yes, same, yes, same." same. Just let, let yeah. me in live, in in quarantine, in college. I, I don't know. Nowhere. nowhere. Where am I going? Nowhere. <laughs> Where did you come yeah. from? Where did you go? No, never mind. Where I'm did not you come going from? Continental. <laughs> yes. Okay. So on that uh, <laughs> terrible, disappoint, disappointing fact that we aren't going anywhere right now. It's time yeah. to end the show, and thanks for coming on the show. I hope you guys Thank had you fun. Thank you for having us. I had really fun. fun yeah, this was a really productive show, actually. Yay! Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> thank yeah, you, Shreya. Really thanks for having us, man. Yep, yeah, thank it was you. A pleasure. This was fun. Yeah, let's. Let us let's know if you want more yeah. content. Yeah, sure. Yes, I'll have you guys the, on. The three of us. The three of us can talk for hours and hours. Yes. Believe me. I think we were a little yeah, and... hesitant to talk over each other right now, hence we were not saying a lot of things. Yeah. Otherwise, we keep cutting each other off all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're going, we might as well just do this again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would love to have you all on again. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Let us know. Yep. Okay. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Thank Good night, Kashin. Good, Good night. night. Bye, boys. Bye, bye. Love you all. Take care. Okay. Yes. See you.